0: get heavy podcast hosted by craig Casamas and john yeah, man, john are you back you, you settled john just got back from the snow like what uh years ago? yeah Yeah, just uh, just walked in the door like forty five minutes ago. So yeah, it was good. It was nice. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, have to get away. Good. It was good to go to the snow, and it's also good to leave the snow. You know, it's nice not living in it, but living close to it. Yeah, I'm sure in New York you get it uh, more than you want, right?
1: Yeah, right now it's yeah it's a. um, You guys are getting
0: pounded right now, right? Yeah,
1: (laughs) It's, it's. I don't know. Like I said, like I say, the, the center of the nar. you know? Yeah, that's what yeah, we were talking <laughs> earlier. center
0: the nar, you're getting pounded right now with
1: snow. Yeah, it's, it's just brutal. You know, in this it right? city, it's like you can't really, um, you're, you're kind of stuck in the little apartment. You can't really go far. Not that you can do that much to begin with during, you know, in a pandemic.
0: How has that how has that been treating you the whole thing? I mean we you know we spent a lot of time talking about it with people that live in New York and stuff but I mean oh, really? you guys get through it relatively safely and all that or
1: We've been safe.
0: Yeah. That's good, man.
1: We've been safe, but it you know um you're know, like the nature of my work is that I do have to be on site sometimes um about half the time uh, and um yeah, it's um you know I don't know how to... <laughs> right right you know, practicing, you know, following protocol can be, you know, challenging in a big, dense city like New York.
0: Did they, I mean, obviously the the library was shut down, I would assume, for a long time, or, yeah?
1: It's shut down to the public. Uh, it's shut down for um, researchers as well. You know, the, the branch that I work at that, um, you know, we do exhibitions. We you know, work with the collections there, um, the research collections. And uh, those are closed. You know, people generally make appointments to come see them, but yeah, completely closed to the public. Yeah. Um, that said, I, I, I make appointments with um, certain fabricators, um, uh, different designers, curators, and, you know, meet them and bring them in. And just so how did, like, department. how did you
0: fall into that job? Oh, we lost John. He'll come back, I guess. Um, oh. How did you fall into that job, dude? I mean, is it something you fell into? Something you went after? What?
1: Is, how did? How did well, that happen? I, well, uh, I would say I just, you know, well, I guess went after would be, you know, the more appropriate um, uh, way it happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just interested in, uh, you know, the type of exhibitions. They're not they they're not really fine art exhibitions, as you know, the ones that I was uh, accustomed with. Oh really? Uh, we're working at. I was working at an art school, SBA, at the student galleries. Um, oh, Okay. Doing about fifty shows a year. Wow. <laughs> uh, a lot of Holy student moly. Guys. Yeah. And and I you know I came I came to that via um, experience in you know freelancing at other galleries. I worked at SF MOMA, uh, San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. Okay. Um, and that was just the best place to work. You know, everybody there uh, <clears throat> was you know a metalhead or a punk or. Involved in experimental music, you know. Right. I worked with Noah, Noah from Neurosis,
0: right? Yeah,
1: experimental uh, people, and it was really cool. But then I moved. That was to- all at MoMA, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Wow.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a. It
1: was a really uh, amazing place in that respect. Um, but yeah, flash forward to New York. You know. Um, you know, my wife got accepted into a grad program into Colum- uh, at Columbia which is why we came here. And, you know, she's also from here. So there's strong family roots um, here in Queens, uh, um, to be precise. And I just kind of fell into the, 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 the work because it was something I was, you know, willing to do something. I, you know, had a bit of experience with, Um, you know, some background and, you know, seen at carpentry long, long, long before all that. Um, And yeah, like, um, you know, at CCA, the school I, I, attended a grad program at, um, I did a lot of installing of media, you know, work like really new kind of interesting sound, (laughs) uh, video sound, you know, artworks. And Mm -hmm. it was, you know, something I really, you know, I don't really like to do that kind of work so much, but I, I, I really like installing it. It's like really, really interesting. Um, often really, you know, uh, labor intensive and it's super interesting, very rewarding to do. And, you know, I kept doing it, it um, you know, and it, it suits, you know, uh, I don't know, just suits me well and it's worked out.
0: So the and, audio,
1: the audio part and the sound and
0: stuff, you actually like setting up the, 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 all the stuff, but then to actually control it and all that stuff is like kind of, you know, is that what you're saying? It's like, it, that's well, what the, like, okay.
1: <laughs> I would say. The creative end of it is less interesting because as I'm a two, you know, I'm a painter right? Uh, and I play, you know, bass and I, I like, you know, sound is not, you know, audio to me is not really an art form. It's something I do with a band that's kind of a, a hollow, hollow ground, <laughs> you know, yeah. probably the same way you guys you know, interpret it. Um, mm-hmm. um, but it just really, you know, resonated with uh, uh, just, you know, uh, installing that kind of work. I learned, yeah. you know, learned a lot, you know, through, uh, you know, I was doing it back when it was still a lot, of, it was still analog. So um came across a lot of super interesting, you know, uh, uh, projects. You know.
0: The audio world is so complex. I, you know, I realize how out of my uh, realm I am every time we go to record a pre- oh, record. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I see know. guys and I'm like, yeah so many buttons dude what is happening you know what (laughs) i mean it's like i can write some riffs bro you know what i mean and i can you know lay it down or whatever but man that's just it's so out of my scope like for shit to do is that audio engineering type you know stuff yeah especially when you incorporate like visuals and stuff like you know like Mm -hmm. Neurosis does which you know i'm sure you've had interaction with you you spent a lot of time in san francisco right and all that
1: yeah that's basically where i I consider that home now oh okay
0: all right. yeah. Is that where you kind of cut your teeth and you were, you were playing, you played in bands and all yeah. that too, right?
1: And yeah, in the Bay area. Yeah, definitely. That's, you know, that's where, you know, His heroes has Gone recorded um, our first seven inch there. Our, oh, first yeah. tri- our, our first trip, our first tour was actually to go record that seven inch for yeah. Um I'd never been there. You know, my mom was um, already out there in the South Bay. Um, but um yeah, you know, we, we made a tour out of it. That is, we met these guys in the band called the Locust, mm-hmm. who also had never toured. Uh, Todd, my bandmate, had known them from you know one one member from a, a prior um, from uh, some some prior relationship, and it just worked out. Um, it was awesome, and uh, it was very memorable trip uh yeah dude. That, that brought me to the bay um to where we, we continued to go and record where you know it increasingly became a place that i felt more very much at home uh-huh. um, and eventually it became home and uh, to this day it, it is
0: yeah man i mean i you know i don't yeah it's hard for me not to like totally dork out on you with the his arrows gone thing but that like i was a I was a metalhead, you know, when I when I was a kid, you know, I loved fucking Cannibal Corpse and all this stuff and it, I I had lots of friends that were into punk rock, right? And and when I started listening to punk rock it just it was weak. You know what I mean? I was still listening to grindcore, gnarly shit, Neurosis, and fucking yeah. all these things, so punk rock felt like okay, like yeah, Great hormones I mean, obviously great band, you know, I I in my older years I've uh, you know, I appreciate all music. You know, I grew up working in record stores and shit, but you know, his hero's gone man was the first band that I heard that bridged this insane gap for me with like the rawness of the music but then also like the lyrical content because I, I was tired of hearing about people being shredded apart you know what I mean like when, when you listen to grind and death and all this it's, it's just yeah. all violence you know what I mean like whereas like his hero's gone just it bridged this insane gap for me and it I mean besides the you know low tunings and the of the music and the lyrical content was caught what caught me you know what I mean And those first couple of records man I mean I was I missed I missed you guys by this much you got uh, I don't know if you were in the band still but uh, you guys played a place called the Pickle patch in Isla Vista. And um, I I literally missed my ride to the show. I was like 15 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? uh-huh. I like, oh, yeah. you know, obviously, you know. Yeah. but I don't know. I don't know how the extent of how long you were in it and all that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, the the entire time. You were I mean, the whole time. Okay, yeah. I was in my band, you yeah, know? yeah, of course. I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I know Todd gets a lot of the credit, but you know, there's you know, there's some stuff that going on in the background there. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just so, incra- I mean, what was the time like? I mean, obviously you, they're from Memphis. You were living in Memphis when you guys started. I mean, how did that, how did that all work?
1: Just, you know, Todd and I worked together. Um, my, my band had broken up and so had his, mm-hmm. um, and we just clicked, you know, We just clicked. Yeah. And, you know, we had no idea what it would, was going to sound like. I, in fact, I, had, you know, I, I, it's hard to even talk about that band now without, you know, outside of the other bandmates, you know, being here. I, yeah. I, I don't know if I have a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, you know, I don't have to,
0: you know, I don't need a history of, but you know, it's just, and <laughs> the band it, was so important to my life, dude. I mean, it was, you know, it was ridiculous, you know? Oh yeah. Well, yeah.
1: It was, it's everything to me. It's still, you know, I still dream about being at practice. It's still, Oh really? It still, it still is at the forefront of everything I do, regardless of, what life will bring it. Um, yeah. It always will be. I, I, you know, I don't have any control over it, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, we had no, none of us had really any control over how, you know, everything happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, how, you know, everything: songwriting, touring, forming, breaking up, recording, yeah. you know, I feel like it, it was this, this, Thing that just happened. That needed to happen. You
0: know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was. I mean, I, I mean, organically, just you know, one of the most epic bands. But I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to really sit. Obviously, no one really knows it in the moment. You know, like you know, like how special it is. Sometimes it takes a long time until you you walk away from something and you realize like how cool it was. You know. But I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: with how big it was, did you guys like know it was something special back then? I mean.
1: It was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, okay, you had to have, right. You know, this, <laughs> you know, it's just the wild, you know, just how it goes, I guess, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. a trip, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, it's such a huge part of my life. You know, I just couldn't, when I, when I found, you know, I realized you were selling the prints and stuff. I was like, Oh shit. You know? Um, Cause that's, I mean, that record cover, I mean just all of them really, but you know, that 15 counts is just like, it's forever in my mind is like the punkish shit ever and the the artwork is so simplistic and so you know what I mean like so perfect for the record and it just it says so much without being this overwhelming you know what I mean like image yeah. you know what I mean and it was said a lot about the band too I mean it just you know it was a trip dude it, um yeah it bridged this massive gap in my mind you know what I mean that just and uh and it and it and it thrust me into pushing myself politically emotionally, you know what I mean? At a time in my life where I absolutely needed it. You know what I mean? I was a staunch metalhead that wasn't going to do nothing else. You know what I mean? So, That's
1: good um, to hear. Yeah, Yeah, man. Yeah. <clears throat> no, thank you.
0: Do yeah. you still keep in touch with the guys and all that? Yes. Yeah? That's good, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I keep, I uh, talk with Todd occasionally. Yeah.
0: Did ever, any ever, you guys ever talk about getting, rehashing it or now?
1: No. No. Mm-mm. no.
0: Mm-mm. It's, it's good for what it was. And then there it is, right?
1: Yeah, there it is in, you know, space and time. It's, you know, it is a, it's a product of a, you know, time and a place. It can't really be relived. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean,
0: well, you could, you know, it's it's a trick oh, because
1: when you think about in. what punk
0: rock is and it was like, you know, if you would have asked any of these guys, hey, 30 years later, could you cash in on your band and, you know, play shows? I mean, Scheimer, he, he actually had a power outage. That's why he's not on here now, but. Um, you know, he tour, he tour manages, you know, off and flag and a bunch of big, bigger bands that, you know, did these comebacks, you know, and are making, you know, upwards of 50 grand a show and stuff. And it's a trip, you know, it's like, if you would have ever asked any punk rocker, like would this shit last 40 plus years and be as popular as it is, you know what I mean? And be able to do that thing again, you like, almost no one would, I would assume would be like, yeah, dude, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, don't know. It's a I got a, got a text from Todd just a few days ago he found this old photo um, this is how it goes we, we occasionally feel inspired to send each other something that we just randomly find that we we know the other hasn't seen you know and you know, yeah we, we hadn't you know no clue um, you know that I mean, it, it kept us you know like I think kept things you know really honest and um,
0: yeah, to do that much in so little time is like you know it's it was awesome, man. But um, as far as like art and stuff goes, I mean, obviously you have a huge background in history. What came first, art or music, or both? Did they kind of coincide? Is there something else that sitting into the catalyst of that?
1: Um, I mean, they coincided, but I mean, it goes back to you know uh, being an adolescent and you know not really having access to to either you know, I couldn't really afford an instrument. I couldn't afford, you know, paints. I would draw, you know, you know, I would say, you know, you know, the visual representation of music at the time for me as a kid. I mean, I can't lie. It was, you know, what was accessible. It was, you know, I Maiden, you know, Derek Riggs That was, you know, everything. I would, you know, you know, uh, get really deep into you know that type of realism. You know, I did I never had, you know, training. I, but I but yeah, I would just say the two coincided. You know, yeah. as a youth, I say, you know, Sabbath, Maiden, you know, um, um, you know, British heavy metal, um the Metallica and Slayer for a brief while oh, yeah. you know before I got into punk. Um mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was it. That was that was the impetus, I guess, to draw. It was the music I listened to. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a Tourette, man. I mean, is that um, when you <laughs> draw, that... like when you started creating, was it was it just to were you recreating covers, drawn drawn Eddie? Like what what are you what are you drawing at the beginning? Yeah. Like you know when that... I was a kid, I used to literally I grew up in like ghettos, you know. So I a lot of low-rider magazines. Yeah, you know what I mean, so I was drawing like hot chica chicks and lowrider cars and just weird shit you know I mean?
1: like you just kind of grab what's what's near you, you know? around yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah what's around for me you know um that was it that was it i mean there was what was around literally but it was just so lame that music was my you know refuge so right. that was around it was it was you know deep in the blood i guess you know just uh the way music still is for me You know, and that was my sense. It was very different as a you know a twelve year old. But um, yeah, I I just knew um, there was just something there, something. You know, I don't know. You know, I would get frustrated in that it would it would get kind of tedious at times because I didn't know how to you know keep things you know active or you know keep your keep your you know creativity optimal or something. You know, Uh, Yeah. yeah. You know, there was no. Art, class, know art classes, you know, I didn't have, uh, I just went for it, you know, um, just stayed with it, I, I just knew eventually, uh, you know, I, I would you know, really, you know, seriously or professionally study art, it, it took, you know, the breakup of, you know, that band for that to actually, you know, have um, a chance to occur, you know, I couldn't oh. have.
0: The breakup of his hero is gone was kind of what spawned you into pushing you into the into that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I, a
0: full time pursuit.
1: Yeah, it was it was something that was you know something I was pretty sure would happen at some point in my life. I, I had gone to a, a university and I had actually become had um, come close to graduating, um, but I, I quit, you know, because the band was way more important and that was more of where you know i was at at the time um, and i was seriously studying it for you know a few years mm-hmm. um, you know working working and practicing the whole time as well um, yeah, yeah it's weird
0: it's like yeah. a, it's a major blow sometimes you know I, I was in a band that we toured a lot you know what i mean and i ended up having to step away uh, I had kids. I'm making zero dollars. You know what I mean. And and uh, as we were speaking earlier, that's how I got in, You know, kind of doing what I do. You know, it's kind of a family thing. Yeah. And um, it it was a hard blow to walk away from something that had that much momentum and that much passion. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. And, um, and I was left like, I felt left. I was empty, dude. Like I was empty after it happened. I was fucking lost for a long time, like creatively. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. It, but what it did is it it allowed me. I didn't realize how drained I was. You know what I mean? Like like emotionally and creativity, like create creative wise. Like it took me a couple of years to kind of regroup and then really refocus on. You know, and I've said this a thousand times. Like for any one of us to have the, uh, luxury or the, uh, like audacity to take a chance on a passion. You know what I mean? Like It's so few and far between it because in the industry that I work in, it's all broken people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's guys that used to do something and wanted to do something, and now they do this because they have to. You know, and I, I thought when I started doing what I do, I thought I'm not going to be this guy, dude. I am not going to be this bitter 60-year-old man that just fucking hates <laughs> hit every decision he's ever made in his life, you know, and then when you talk to people and they're like, wow, man, you got to play on, t- like, you went on tour and you played shows, and it's like we were doing, you know, your basic, we were on TP Records. It wasn't anything major, you oh. know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. um, what, what band was that? Sorry. It was
0: called The Fucking Wrath. Okay. It was like, uh, mm-hmm. we were really close with Annihilation Time and those mm-hmm. guys, I mean, not musically, really, but we're from the same town.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but, hey, do you uh, know? Um, do you know Jamie? Uh, Jamie Sanitate from San uh, uh, Barbara, Galita area. Jamie Sanitate. It
0: sounds mm-hmm. familiar. I know. Was yeah, he, he was in, in bands. area.
1: Band. Yeah, he was in an election time at the beginning. Uh, oh, oh yeah, Jimmy. Uh, Jamie, he was a, uh, the guitar player, I think. I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh,
0: there, well, there is Jimmy the singer, mm-hmm. um, and then I guess yeah. I guess the original days there might there was a Jamie, I think.
1: Yeah, he was. It was very brief. He was. He's a good friend of mine. You yeah. Know, okay. You,
0: yeah. I you know, know. I mean, I grew up with Graham. You know what I mean, and, and all that. You know, we all grew up playing the the ripping. You know, the guy that ended up being the only guitar player. They had like West. They had like sixteen other fucking guitar players. That, you oh, know. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know, I that. mean, they had so many, so many people that joined that band eventually. You know, okay. um, when they started to break, it was like a whole different lineup. But Graham is the through point. Graham and Noel and all those guys. You know, but. Anyway, like I said, I just, after the, after I had to walk away from something that I absolutely loved, you know, like probably like you, you know, I just felt so empty and drained and I had to really figure out like, what the fuck am I going to do? You know what I mean? And,
1: yeah. Uh, well, I, I didn't really sweat it at the time. I just, I don't know. I mean, it's, that's another thing that is a large part of my life that, that period. It's, it's also very dark and I yeah. can't talk about it, but it, um, that's all right the really good things came out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I ended up, you know, in a relationship with a person and had, had you know, children with them and um, with her. And uh, mm-hmm. we're here in native, uh, Queens, New York now. Yeah. Um, and what, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a negative thing. It's, uh, man, I mean, it, there's no words, you know, there's no words. hundred
0: percent. I mean, you know, that, does, you know, you need that darkness to get through, you know what I mean? And, you know, for everyone that gets through it, it's, you, there's no way you don't come out a stronger, better person, especially being a father. I mean, you know, our kids, I mean, if you're anything like me, you know, my kids are not struggling nearly as bad as I did as a child, (laughs) you know what I mean? And how do you instill that, how do you instill (laughs) that like wanting to get it done to your kids when you know they're doing better than you ever did? You know what I mean? It's, it's a tough, you know, the fatherhood thing is brutal, dude. I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, it's, it's heavy. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. So you're, how old are your, your kids? I
0: have a, a 13-year-old, a 10-year-old, and we have a 2-year-old. <laughs> Just like a rando baby that came, dude. <laughs> like, no! <laughs> we were, I mean, we had two, you know, and we thought we were done. My wife's a little older. Okay. She had cancer. You know what I mean? It was like wow. the doctors were like, "Yeah, not going to happen. You know, blah, blah, blah. And oh, it happened. White trash genes prevail. You know what I mean? It's that shit happens, so um but now that he's here you couldn't imagine, but we're back in the baby world again, dude, and it is a mind blower. I mean it's a mind blower. Yeah. You know, especially having like a pre two, a pre and a teenager now, it like, oh, it's like yeah. it's a trip, dude. But what about you you got a couple kids or one or
1: Yeah, she's um uh one who's four and uh Simon was born um almost a year ago. Oh, okay. His due date was the day the pandemic was declared.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Him, he came one week earlier, and we went on, you know, therefore we, by default, were on lockdown one week prior. Right. And, you know, being in the center of the NAR, New York City, it, it yeah. might have saved us, you know. He might have prevented us from getting COVID. I yeah, it was, dude, I, it's, it it's like that's rough, dude. It was, it was really bad here.
0: Yeah, yeah I, had, I had a buddy, uh, Drew, that he was in that band Hole that's from there. We um, used to tour this band called Hole from there a lot, a lot of time. and he was... We were, we talked to him right at the beginning of it. I mean, it was it was a trip out there. and We have another friend that lives out there in uh, Brooklyn that you know she they end up in the hospital and the whole you know almost died the whole deal. You know, what I mean, it's it's just a trip. I mean, it was so bad out there. You know, what I mean, and now now it's like just yeah, as bad out here. Essentially, yeah. I guess New York's doing better and LA's a shit show. Someone's dying every three seconds. I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we've we've been very strict here. You know, we, you know, luckily in a place that this place is all about just work, you know, it's all about just, you know, (laughs) brutal, like, you know, focus and work. And therefore I think people take things really seriously. It's a very serious place. Mm -hmm. It's not fun loving by any means. It's not relaxing. It's um, but you know, the good side of that is that it is, you know, we've been in an area where, you know, fortunately people are very strict with protocol and therefore safe, you know, well, it's good.
0: I mean, that's kind. Of, you have to be at you know out here. Everyone's you know crying because they have to wear a mask in a grocery store, and it's like, I yeah. I mean, I, well, it's just you know, I don't know. It's ignorance. This whole yeah, political is. bullshit is insane. You know what I mean? We we've talked yeah. so much about Trump and all that Ugh. chaos. You know what I mean? I'm I'm so done talking about him, but
1: um, you know, I it's just energy uh, to to discuss. I know <laughs> it's like exhausting now. Yeah, I'm just. It's still exhausting, my god. But uh, yeah. what I
0: what I thought was really cool is that like everyone in New York really locked it fucking down. I mean, they really right. did what they were supposed to do. You know what I mean? And they powered through it and they got it. But I think it's it's the uh, it's you you guys live amongst each other all day long. I mean, there's no, you know what I mean? You don't have an option to not be around people. So if you're not right. doing the thing, it's like you could get punched in the fucking face. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: exactly. You know,
0: and and New Yorkers right. are uh, not you know you know, they don't hold it back either. So like out here everyone's so passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah. like I remember the first time I went to New York, we were on tour and I'd never been there. I'm like a deer in headlights. I'm like, wow, you know what I mean? And That's we're standing cool. we're yeah. standing on a corner, right? And this uh, mom and a kid hmm. are um <laughs> standing there and there's a dude that has nothing to do with them next to one. The kid's just throwing a tantrum, you know what I mean? And I got kids, I don't care, it doesn't bother me. But this mm-hmm. dude, it big ass dude, looks at this kid and goes, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Tells this kid to shut up. You're all, and the mom just is like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, dude. Like, mm-hmm. this is the only place in the world where a stranger can tell your kid to shut the fuck up. And you're like, yeah, thanks, stranger.
1: <laughs> you know I, mean? it's, I know. I laugh now, but it's, the reality is pretty awful. I, mean, it's, I know,
0: but, you know, it, it is what it is, dude. You know,
1: yeah, it's, cu- culturally, it's been um, so hard to adapt to. Yeah. Uh, and I still you know I'll never feel at home here to be honest, and you don't think so I don't think so no, no. no. but you know it's all good you know, are you really guys good.
0: considering bailing out at some point after no. I mean the pandemic is how, do you know a lot of people that are bailing out of there?
1: uh we knew quite a few people yeah that moved um you know to other other cities countries, suburbs, yeah, um, just to get away from from this, but you know those are people who um you know, do have the option to work completely remotely and right. from, their, you know, more of a the better financial backgrounds, I guess, some more privileged backgrounds. That said, you know, um, I do work remotely half the time. Um, my wife works completely remote, you know, 100% remotely. We, we do have the option to move. Uh, and the LA area is a place we, we've looked at because her, yeah. you know, her sister lives there and she actually had a little girl born um just a couple months ago oh cool and my mom's in Santa Cruz so we we, we constantly think about moving back there but I I have to find employment first you know we can't move there without uh, that well if I could
0: send you a word of advice
1: (laughs) skip LA
0: and just go 45 minutes north and you can hang out in Ventura it's way nicer (laughs) Yeah. And the rent's about half as cheap. Oh, really? And <laughs> yes. five minutes from the beach all the time.
1: That's right. Okay.
0: <laughs> Throw that well, on the that... list. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's – I mean, believe me, I, I've always – like, you know, there's many times where we've talked about, like, oh, we should move to L.A. There's more opportunity, this and that. And it's like, yeah, there is, man, but you're still in the same rat race. And then also, yeah. you know, people are – not everyone, obviously, but people are just shells of humans, you know, when you get into that Hollywood mm-hmm. – scene which obviously I wouldn't assume you would want anything to do with and nor would I but dealing with art dude like
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know you can get you could you can hate it out there probably you know I mean? I probably would
1: yeah <laughs> but I you know I, it's the same here. I think I think I uh I don't know, it's four for two. It's doing doing what you have to do. Yeah. Um yeah I don't I don't know. I mean what you just described <laughs> is uh, what other people have described to me as, as well um,
0: yeah it is true and i have yeah. such a little i have such a short fuse with bullshit you know what i mean like me i don't too. got time i don't have time yeah. for some well coke that's head jabber jaw at me for fucking six hours about that's this one thing, thing
1: he's doing the that's the beauty though well, i wouldn't say the beauty that's <laughs> that's the good thing about new york that I, that's the thing i appreciate too there is no bullshit
0: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, um, it's all bullshit in la dude i mean it really is you know
1: that's what everybody says, Every, but I, I don't. I've never lived there. Um, I, I've always, you know, liked being there. But uh, yeah, everybody's warning me about that. Well,
0: that's what I'm saying. Great place to visit. Move to Ventura. It'd be fucking. <laughs> It'd be fun. Well, all of my friends that live in LA are like, we're moving back home. This is yeah. insane, you know, because it is. I mean, especially with the homeless stuff out there right now, is like Hollywood and Highland is is literally Skid Row. You know, it's it's crazy what it looks like with the pandemic. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a trip, man. I mean, life, you know, life, it's all about what, what's good for you and your family at that point. And to yeah. be into your family is massive. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? It is. And How far a commute is that? I mean, do people commute to
0: LA? Oh, yeah. About 45 minutes. You can even live in like Thousand Oaks and move, you know what yeah. I mean, 30 minutes to LA.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. 45 minutes subway ride is pretty common. That's what New- I'm
0: saying. Yeah. New Yorkers are used to traveling, dude. Yeah. You, know? you just got to do it in a car, you know? <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> That's
0: crazy man. Um, I did want to ask you though. Like, uh, are you still actively like making artwork for music and bands and stuff like that, or your own stuff? Are you producing music on your own still? What's going on with your with your actual creative um, life?
1: Well, yeah, I do. I have a studio in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. Um, it was a COVID hotspot for a long time, mm-hmm. and I haven't gotten on a subway since the pandemic began yeah so i've only been there a couple times uh you could take a ferry there um that said um you know navigating this dense densely populated area in a pandemic is pretty intense and because i have a new, uh, you know um you know a daughter and, uh, and a newborn son I, I can't risk getting COVID. so yeah um, therefore I, I don't go to that studio um I, I'm an old painter so I can't really practice that at home so I do you know some some work around here uh, but I'm not set up for it it's not an art studio here it's a it's a little apartment with two kids and um, my wife and I are both working here mm-hmm. um, but um, there's there's things you know in the pipeline um, yeah you know um, you know this 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 project of working on prints is something that I did as a result of the pandemic really it's something yeah. i've been thinking about for a long time but i, I worked with my friend mouse in you know, a monolith um to make proofs and that worked out you know quite well from um you know these, these sources that i had these these old slides that are you know 20 years old or so yeah um syndromes is um you know a band i've had going for a couple a few years that okay it's going great we obviously can't practice that you know much but um you know, we, we have an LP's um, amount of material written. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once the option to, you know, be able to be in the room and record happens, we'll schedule that. But we, we practiced a few times. In fact, you know, this, this, the venue St. Vitus, you know, allowed us to practice on their stage. Oh, really? And we could stand 15 feet apart from each other. Nice. We <laughs> yeah, use, the, use the gear on stage. I just, you know uh, bring, just bring your instruments. Uh, so it's, it's been, you know, that was really awesome.
0: Yeah. Have you been able to like play shows at, over there at all? Nothing, yeah, no. nothing yet.
1: There's no, there's no way to play. Man. No, I there's... know.
0: But like pre pandemic or anything, Like, have you, have you been able to play shows in New York and all that stuff while you've been there? Yeah. Yes. How do, how do you feel the scene is compared to the past or, I mean, how long, what was the gap between playing shows? You know what I mean? Like from one band to another or whatever.
1: Um, well, when I first moved to New York, it's, uh, I got to think about it. We, um, the band I had with Jamie, the, 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 the guy, who, my friend from your, your neck of the woods, um, uh, we, we actually toured Japan before I moved to New York. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that was, that was great. That was a band called Drain in the Sky. So yeah, we that's really good hat.
0: stuff, man. I wanted to ask you about it, but oh, you know, thanks. yeah, that's great. Those are great. That's great stuff, man
1: to New York where there, you know, where it was just about, you know, starting over finding work surviving. And then, um, we actually did a a small East coast tour, uh, out here, which is really great. It was really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, um, I've been trying to find, you know, start a band here, but it was very different from California where in California, you have a tight group of, um, people that, you know, you want to play with and, you know, there's just musicians all hang out at the same places. It's right. not like here. things are really spread out here in New York. It's not, um, it was really like a hard place to, uh, you know, find, find that, you know, find a music scene, believe it or not. It was, it was a very, you know, hard place to find those things. And it, it, it took a while to come to get uh, for something to come together that really gelled. And this band syndromes, uh, my friend Joe just asked me, you know, we, we had, Met up a couple times and tried things when I moved here. Didn't really gel, but um, he just asked, and I showed up and came to the room, and <laughs> it, it was awesome. And it's yeah. I love it. It's really, really a
0: two piece, or is it a full band? Full band, yeah, full band. Full band, okay,
1: cool. Two guitars, right. uh, We we have one, uh, you know, uh, Halo of Flies, the label out of uh, the Midwest. Okay, uh, They 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 released our first EP. Right. Um, uh, you know, cassette um but yeah there'll be a, there'll be an album um I don't know, maybe in the next year yeah you know we've, we've we've uh been looking at places to record it um yeah. once i get back to the studio there'll be tons of you know a lot of oil painting happening yeah
0: um you, are you just stockpiling yeah. ideas and concepts now as of now i mean because your art style is so like simplistic and I'm not an artist. I don't know shit about art, you know what I mean? But, but I see it, it's, it, 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 it's so simplistic, but it's, I mean, it obviously has like a industrial dreary tone to it at some points, you know what I mean? Just the hand, the handful of stuff I've seen. I mean, what, what is it about that kind of style that like draws you there? I mean, is there, is it the environment you're in? Is it, I mean, just out of your own head? What is it?
1: Uh, environment, I would say that, that came from a lot from being in Oakland, and the Bay Area, um, the type of light—honestly, like um, the type of light that I've always been really attracted to. Um, I mean, I remember seeing like that video Cliff and Mall as a kid, and seeing the, the light hitting them, and realized that that t- that type of sunlight—I don't know if you know what I mean—but it's like it really struck me. Is like I was like, oh, I you know. <laughs> um, and later, I lived in the place. Uh, um. You know, there was that. There was the way the light changes so fast and it becomes so intense and, mm-hmm. you know, it just envelops everything. It radiates everything and fades away. Um, I don't know. Um, but it
0: also, like, drowns out, you know, that light type, it does drown out, like, unnecessary detail, kind of too, which I think you capture well. You know what I mean?
1: Thanks. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there came a point, um, it was in grad school, where the question became you know, how, how can I make something more powerful by, um, you know, things you can't see? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it came about through, you know, painting architectural forms. Mm-hmm. Um, there were forms that I was, you know, really working with uh, that really represented Memphis, you know very influential place, you know, to me. Um so it was like in a way it was a comment on the past, but not in a nostalgic kind of way. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, it became um it became yeah, a visual problem, a um a uh I don't know, existential problem. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it, but um yeah, they commenting on a past that was more of a uh, you know a, um, a visceral past something you feel rather than see or hear or touch
0: right I mean, how do
1: you convey that in a painting you know how do you you know convey a place and a time yeah. and more just a sense and it just happened you know i think it 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 came about with um, you know thinking of these things on a cinemascopic scale thinking them in a grand sense you know so the paintings became very large um details began being removed mm-hmm. um it was like the, you know um, I, I can it's a pretty academic <laughs> uh, thing you're talking about yeah. you know uh, <laughs> uh something kind of you know maybe kind of boring no,
0: dude. It's. It, I mean, it's. I mean, your art captures the attention immediately. You know what I mean. And it's. It's because yes. of the. You know, the, a lot of the the yellows and the oranges and the you know the subtle greens and blues you see in it and stuff like that. You know what I mean. And it, it really does. I mean, it, it's less is more. You know what I mean. Even with even with like the architectural work that I've seen, it's. You know, it's all. It always catches your attention. You know, do you still take that approach today, or do you develop like like if a band were to hit you up, like do, will you take. Direction from them, or is it like this is what I've been working on? Or how how do you do like a collaboration like that?
1: Um, uh Well, I think it's you know uh, people approach me because they've seen what I do and they're they think it'll work for
0: mm-hmm. like that um, Kralis, uh LP. You know, what I mean that's a killer. Yeah. Like it per- works perfect. You know
1: what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that was a perfect project. <laughs> yeah, because of the the people and everything. Um, yeah, that was yeah it was a, that was a continuation of the paintings I did about Memphis, uh, it's a carryover from that. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, a built-in kind of quality of a, what someone might think of nostalgia when they see the colors, but um, um, very much something that's in the presence. There was a a very old architectural form involved. There was a um, um, a monolith. Uh, This monolith, you know, I had to build it with, uh, CAD software to make a really—it had to be real realistic. Okay. I mean, for it to work, you know, it has to be precise. So, I mean, there, it is—the end result is, you know, uh, I don't know if you say simplistic. Like that's a good—I'm glad it comes across like that. But it has to be solid mass. It has to be very much like something real that you approach and experience in the world. And therefore, this thing didn't exist. It was something out of my friend Dave's imagination. Okay, Um David, you know, uh, I worked with him on the concept of um, you know conveying his concept visually, um, and building this thing. You know, I, I literally built it in SketchUp. Wow. And, you know, the and the, and the um, you know the uh, the viewpoint that you see. I played around with it, you know, um, moving it around mm. in CAD software to see what one might see in the real world um and you know um there had to be glyphs on it so i researched a lot of glyphs uh mm-hmm. i found some um the rosetta stone became an influence there yeah there you go and i you know uh i basically had to come up with the glyph- some glyphs uh that were not from anything in the world historically that could be read or misinterpreted um
0: um, but I mean, do, is, are you, do you find that stuff, uh, you you like that challenge that having to think outside of your own like headspace oh, that, I love that it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I
0: mean, that's, that's, it makes sense, man. I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, it gives
1: me, it gives me a subject matter and that's the hardest part for me. You know, I, I know how I want to approach a painting, you know, okay. uh, you know, mentally and physically how to approach it, how to create it, how, you know, the stages involved, how it will You know how it will go, and hopefully, um but yeah, having a collaboration gives me it gives me a subject matter, and that's really exciting to me because that that's I think that's the hardest part as a painter, knowing you know what to paint.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I did it. I mean, I don't want to paint
1: paintings about Memphis anymore. You know, (laughs) I I made I started painting about Detroit because it was where I was born. Mm -hmm. You know, and that 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 whole problem became pretty interesting to work with. And that, that was cool, but that's past as well. Yeah. Something that, might, that may be revisited.
0: Yeah. Now is it, you approach, I mean, you seem to approach these paintings as times and spaces of, of stuff, you know, you've spent times and places of, you know, maybe like that time and era brings up a feeling and that brings out the painting. Is that true? I mean, because you, it's interesting. You always mention it like by city, you know what I mean, or Memphis, Detroit, you know all that stuff, or even you know the Bay Area, that kind of stuff. It's like, is it is it representative of the time and place for you mentally? Somewhat, yeah,
1: yeah, some somewhat, yeah. Hmm. It's beautiful, yeah. man. Yeah,
0: thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just uh, yeah. Anyway, like I said, it's just it's always. I mean. You know, besides all the His heroes has Gone stuff, you know, you have such a plethora, a world of work that, you know, I'm, I'm sure people have seen it at this point, you know, and it's, I, I just was so stoked to see you doing the prints and all that stuff. I mean, it's just, it's got to be a little gratifying to see that kind of artwork getting put out there, you know, again, like that, you know.
1: Well, I'm happy um, people respond to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is, you know, it is gratifying.
0: All right, man. Well, dude, I, I, I really appreciate you coming on, man. It was a pleasure to meet you. Um, right,
1: thank you.
0: Look me up when you come to move to Ventura. <laughs> we'll, we'll start making some noise, uh, you know what I mean? awesome. <laughs> But um, yeah, man, I, all you. the, all the luck in the world. And uh, it was a pleasure and, and uh, we'll, we'll talk soon.
1: All right, Craig. Thank you.
0: All right, man. Later.